Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's North Country Sunday Revival podcast hour, and I'm Max. And I'm Megs. And we are back. We've missed y'all so much. We're here to talk about the full moon in Pisces coming up on September 1st. Um, But before we get into astrology, oracle, how all of that plays into our individual lives and the goings on in the collective... Megs, how the fuck are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm I'm okay. It's yeah. been a, it's been an interesting week. We, you, you guys, we have tried to record this podcast. I lost count how many times. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And obviously, there's um, lots of lots of heavy stuff going on. So it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but hanging in there. How are you doing, my friend? Um, you know. Same. I there were a couple times this week throughout our um, valiant efforts, I will say, <laughs> to get this podcast recorded. That I thought somebody had like put some sort of microchip in my body, and I was now allergic. <laughs> to techno or technology is like allergic to me. Uh, I you know whatever. Um, but I you know thanks Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> We do not support QAnon theories on this podcast. This is no, no, we do not. No, we don't. Bill Gates, I think you're probably a fine person. That was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like over the course of the summer, since we have been taking a little bit of a break from the podcast, um, you know, I think everybody can relate to the feeling of like, I have been, I have been heartbroken. Mm -hmm. I have been feeling like I need to scrape what's left of my soul off of a hot, dirty concrete (laughs) road. You know, I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like I I have been through a gamut. Um, Yeah. This week in particular has been, um, Yeah, I don't know that I have words for any of it, really. I mean, like, I don't want to say we're getting desensitized, you know, because then, because then what? Um, um, but I think, I think there should always be uh, room for a ton of feelings around the death of another black person at the hands of the police, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's, Yeah. Lots and lots of thoughts about uh, Jacob Blake and his family right now, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as we know, astrology, oracle, we don't predict anything, but they give us a really powerful language um, to look at the world around us to better understand what's going on, you know. And so I think sort of looking around at, at the astrology that's been happening this week, we can really we can we can see exactly how some of this is is playing out um in the collective and and for individuals so um before i dip into that however i just want to make a quick little little plug for our our lovely podcast um Mm. and just say that you guys you can listen (laughs) to us on five different platforms and um um, I didn't know this. Me either. <laughs> we, both, like, we were both looking at our page on Anchor and I was like, what? 
<laughs> what five platforms like I thought you know maybe t- I just thought two but um so obviously we're on anchor we use anchor to record the podcast we love anchor we're available on breaker google Podcasts, radio public and of course spotify um so you know just spread it around share it with everybody regardless of how they listen um and you can subscribe and follow us on spotify yeah and that bumps our numbers and <laughs> makes us, you know, feel nice and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. And also, I just want to say, like, so excited for some of the um, changes and little tweaks that we are making to the podcast um, and hopefully expanding the way you experience the astrology and Mag's, Mag's wisdom from the Oracle, you know, um, we are really hoping to um, broaden our, our perspective as individuals, our perspectives. And um, we're just really stoked. We've got a playlist for you guys for this Pisces full moon. That it's, is just, it's dope. Oh my God. Can you, I can't stop. I can't stop listening to it's it. It's amazing. Oh, so fucking good does your vagina have a brand <laughs> yes yeah we kick it off with some pussy riot so just like yeah you're welcome <laughs> you're thank, so- you, Mags. thank you Mags. thank you um anyway and yeah we're gonna be sharing like um pieces of writing or art that we felt really connected to, to the energy of the astrology around these uh lunar events that we share with you um and you know, we're always going to have links in our bio to um, specific organizations out there doing the work to support Black lives, to support protesters and demonstrators who have been arrested. We're doing everything we can. Um, and we will fuck up. Yeah. And we will own it. And yeah. we will learn how to be better. Um, and if ever, you know, as a listener, you hear us say something that's... Um, misinformed please please call us on it please talk to us about it um we want to be better yes one thousand percent right on and with all of that said (laughs) (laughs) here comes this pisces full moon um and as y'all know right you know full moons happen when the sun and the moon are in opposite signs so what pisces full moon means is we're deep in the heart of virgo season (laughs) God bless Virgos. Can we just get it like, <laughs> you know? I can't stop cleaning. I don't know about everybody else. But. <laughs> well, you can't because you are a Virgo. <laughs> and so you're just like, ooh, <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> the mothership has landed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know, God bless y'all, Virgos. We love you. You're incredible. Thank you. Damn it. <laughs> I get so much done. I get so much done in Virgo season. So just. It's fucking great. It's fabulous. It's fucking fabulous. So back to the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sun is in Virgo. Moon is in Pisces. They're both around 10 degrees. Um, at the time of this full moon, we will have also Mercury in Virgo, which will enter Libra a couple days later on the 5th. So we're, you know, wrapping up the time that Virgo spending in Mercury and Mercury and Virgo. I mean, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. It's a very comfortable um, placement here. And this is the sign of precision. 
precise information, precise communication, um, organized communication. You may have felt all of a sudden like this clarity around your ability to communicate while Mercury is in Virgo. Um, So get the most of it. Squeeze the juice out of this placement. It is so beneficial. Um, Mars is in Aries. And if you have not felt that, (laughs) I think you're dead. (laughs) Go get that checked. Check a pulse. Do what you got to do. But Mars in Aries is at home, right? This Aries is ruled by Mars. We talk about the energy of Mars a lot as your fighter, your fuck. A, a phrase borrowed from uh, from Jessica Lignato, but it is your passion. It is your drive. It is movement. It is embodiment. It is very much all about being in your flesh. Um, and Mars and Aries is just all about the individual. It's all about autonomy, sovereignty, what I want to do, what I want to do, when the fuck I want to do it. Um, and... Mars has been running around sort of butting into a lot of outer planets, which we'll get into, but you certainly have been feeling that. We certainly felt that this week, bumping into all of these obstacles. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Mars and Aries will station retrograde on September 9th. So you've got a little bit after your full moon to ride out some of this more, um, I guess we'll call it progressive, forward-moving energy with Mars and Aries. Um, We still have Venus in lovely, lovely Cancer. um, And that wraps up September 6th when Venus will move into Leo. But around this full moon, we've got Venus in Cancer, which is just, you know, it's the sign of the mother. It is um, emotional safety, security. um, And it can be a bit, um, because Cancer is introverted, it can be a bit of um, a private feeling Venus, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, it's more about, it's more concerned with um, values within your very close, intimate relationships, not necessarily looking outward to larger relationship or relationship relational dynamics um so that's what we have for the personal planets sun in virgo moon in pisces mercury in virgo mars in aries and venus in cancer and then we take a look at the outer planets and all of these slow motherfuckers are (laughs) retrograde anybody else feeling that shit oh yeah girl (laughs) um jupiter saturn and pluto are all retrograde in capricorn and they're like really tight around the same degree so they just keep bumping into each other and being like oh fuck off and then fuck you like "Eh, get off my foot you know like i feel like though they're like siblings in the backseat of a car on a really long road trip and they just like (laughs) keep giving each other wet willies and veggies (laughs) right it's just like Wrap it up already, kids. I'm going to turn this car around. <laughs> if only we could. I know. I could just pull over. Let's stop, please. Um, and then we have Uranus and Taurus, retrograde, of course, and Neptune and Pisces, retrograde. So those are our... our <laughs> those are our... that was tricky that is tricky Uh, outer planets and as we have certainly mentioned in previous episodes but always good to remind folks outer planets um are generational 
they have um, a much slower orbit than the personal planets. And they, they affect our uh, collective energy. They sort of speak more to the collective. They will certainly have an influence on your personal natal chart, but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> just so you know. Um, so just looking at the sort of split that we have right here between personal planets and outer planets, all outer planets retrograde, all personal planets in forward motion. Um, the individual wants to move faster than the collective will allow the collective generational planets all being retrograde sort of encourage a deeper reflection. So I'm super sorry to report this, my dears, but <laughs> you cannot run away from your growth right now. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Cause you're just going to, whichever way you run, you're going to bump into it. You're going to bump into it. So you um, can't run from your growth, nor can you proceed without acknowledging your impact on the collective and how you show up in it. Sorry, this is the time. This is the time. Um, so leading up to this full moon, I know we, I talked about this a couple minutes ago. We're experiencing the energies of Mars square Saturn and Mars square Pluto, Mars square Jupiter. And Mars square Eris. Sweet Jesus. Right? I know, right? Just fucker. That fucker Mars. (laughs) Um, But Mars square Eris, I just want to introduce Eris, the goddess of discord and the female awakener. Okay? So we had on Monday, Mars square to Saturn. So individual forward momentum Mars met up with Saturn, slow the fuck down, restrictive, go over everything you've done again and go more slowly right yeah saturn also represents government patriarchy institutions can you think of any examples (laughs) folks like look at the world around us individuals crying for autonomy sovereignty against an oppressive patriarchy against an oppressive system. This is what's happening. Yep. This is what's happening. So we had that square on Monday. Um, we will have it again at the end of September. We had Mars square to Pluto earlier in August. I want to say the 13th. We'll have it again in October, again, late December. So that's individual versus death and regeneration, death and rebirth. Um, And then Mars square to Jupiter, which we had early August the 4th and again, mid October. And that is um, individual movement, freedom, squaring Jupiter, which is like so much, but expansion, but also education, uh, law, philosophy, um, all sorts of interesting ways in which we're sort of (laughs) butting up against something that might feel like an outdated paradigm. Yeah. 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 Major, major themes here. It it sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, I feel like we know what's up. (laughs) I think we've been living it. I think Mm -hmm. it's sort of been living in our flesh. Right. Yeah. Um, so, which is very Marsh Martian. Um, And then I just want to talk about like Mars and Aries squaring 
Eris. Um, and like I said, she is the goddess of discord and the female awakener. Um, and they will also be butting up their little square will start to square all the other planets in Capricorn. Cool, hmm. cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so if you felt disconnected from your female, if you're, if you're, if your female empowerment is like sleepy, she's going to get waked up. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. And if you haven't felt her stirring, um, I think you will, you will feel her stirring in the next six months for sure. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with Mars. And that's kind of like what we have been encountering really all of this year. Um, and so I just want you all to know, like, it's real. You've been living it. And no matter what, voices are around you saying um, <laughs> you're a radical or um, <laughs> or you're a socialist or leftist or whatever like you're not you're you're fighting the right fight you're fighting the good fight you are you're okay and keep going keep going um, keep fucking going so i mean this all talks to speaks to the clash of individuals versus governments that we are seeing everywhere belarus lebanon tokyo pick an american city right all this is this is here this is here um and with all of this mars energy i really want um i really want us all to be focusing and curious about our relationship to anger because that again anger is very much a, a martian emotion um and it doesn't mean that you have to like let your anger take the wheel. I will say it's very informative. Yeah. Certainly listen to your anger, but when it, you know, when you can pull back and, and extract that wisdom from your anger, how do you make it productive? How do you make it so you're, you're not a, an extension of, violent patriarchal systems right yeah because i think a lot of the the retaliation is coming around is like we're using the same weapons that have been used against us we have to be more creative we have to think bigger than anything we've ever seen before yeah yeah okay so we could not have escaped this astrology we could not have escaped this collapse of paradigm um and while it is heartbreaking and we are seeing massive loss of lives we we had to we have to go through this we have to go through this it yeah. sucks but we have to go through this um, and then I want to I want to speak to the retrograde. Mars will be going retrograde on September 9th. So with Martian energy usually being about how you move through the world when this planet turns retrograde, I want to I want you to think about how you move within yourself. So this the, the Martian symbolism becomes internal and, and we look to those um, uh, elements of 
uh, of Mars that represent courage and initiative and drive. Um, how do those, how do you internalize those things in healthy ways? Always please. And thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I want, I want you to be very careful because it will feel, it will feel like you can project your anger out into the world because it's so frustrated within you. Mm. But don't fucking do it. <laughs> Please don't do it. You know, um, or if you do it, like catch yourself and self-correct. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I think because Mars, be, because Mars is like this warrior energy, a highly, um, to, to use an outdated term, but highly masculine, um, and I want you to sort of look at the ways that you've internalized some toxic masculinity and dig that shit out. Mm. Amen. Right. Yeah. I want you to do your work around the ways you have internalized patriarchal shit and dig it out. And because Mars is really, really all about embodiment, I want you to find the ways that you have internalize patriarchal ideas around being in your body and what your body should look like and dig that shit out. Use this energy with intention to renew your place in the collective. I love that, bud. Yeah. I mean, and you know, not to spoil anything, but Megs did a poll on just Mars retrograde. So like, that's how big this energy is. And if you haven't felt it this week, like, um, you're fucking lucky because every day has been a challenge for me this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, this is serious energy and it's not going away. Mars will be retrograde throughout the U.S. election. Yep. You mean to say that the, the sailing isn't going to be smooth? Nah, baby. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. It is not. But what is what is 2020? But, you know. Choppy, roughest, choppy waters. The roughest fucking sea I think mo- many of us have ever encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the, in, yeah. We'll just say that for now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with all of that said, I want you to, uh, I want to turn everyone's attention to the, the moon in Pisces. Um, and as we all know, full moons are sort of like, you know, the collective closing time. What's done? What's done for you? What can you close a door on and turn yourself towards? What's, um, also it's a time of illumination. So like what is tucked away in the dark corners that's getting lit up? What is revealing itself to you? So we have this beautiful moon in Pisces and Neptune who, you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, we all know how I feel about (laughs) Neptune. Um, And I I will say, like, honestly, I'm working very hard on um, becoming uh, more open-minded to Neptunian energy. Um, I get frustrated with the 
illusory aspects of Neptune. I like to see far and I like to see clear. Mm-hmm. And when Neptune gets in there, your 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 vision can be quite short. There's some fog. And quite cloudy. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that's hard. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Moon in Pisces, ruled by Neptune. So it's a super sensitive, right? But Pisces is this very compassionate, emotional sign. Um, and with this full moon shining a light on these energies, um, what, what could have felt like an illusion or a secret or a deception or some of that net, like classic Neptunian disassociation, this full moon will come in and shine a light. And so there could be some disclosures, some truth emerging, um, some that could have something to do with collapses of old paradigms. Hooray. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So um, there are there are quite a few really interesting aspects going on at the time of this full moon. Um, So Venus and Cancer will be opposing Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn. Um, So we have this conflict between security and safety in our relationships. And and wherever there's sort of Saturn and Pluto, you're going to encounter themes of control coming up. Um, So be aware of that. Um, And then that whole opposition between those three planets becomes a cardinal grand cross because we have Libra with um, is in this dwarf planet called Haumea. And Haumea, um, I want to say Hawaiian goddess of fertility Mm -hmm. and um, rebirth of the natural order. So here we have... um, Capricorn, we have Cancer, we have Libra, and of course Aries is in there because Aries is up in everybody's shit, but also we're talking about those squares with Saturn and Pluto in this specific one. Um, So all the cardinal energies represent initiative and spark and that beginning, like, let's go fucking get it. Um, So it's it's a very powerful, um, it's a very powerful dynamic between these energies. Um, And with Halmia and Libra, I feel like we have this really lovely promise of this return of the natural order of the earth. We're talking about like the earth regenerating. And so as children of, um, uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, uh, (laughs) Meg's global warming. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There we go. As children of global warming, we we want to see the earth recovering we want to see things like a green new deal we want to see things like people um walking more and driving less like we want to see this rebirth and with Halmia and libra it's it's really exciting to have this energy shifting here um there will also be a trine between the sun, which will be in Virgo, and Uranus, which is in Taurus. So Uranus, that planet of freedom and awakening, no constraints. Um, sun representing sort of like where the world's identity is at that point in time. Um, so we're sort of awakening to our own truth. Who are we in this new era? Um, and this uh, trines are really beneficial, um, really good energy. And sometimes that good flowing energy is hard to, to notice. It, it doesn't trip you up as much as an opposition or a square um but i really do want to encourage everybody to tap into what is flowing around this full moon yeah because 
Um, you know, those are, those are the lights at the end of the tunnel. Those are your little life rafts, etc. cetera. Um, there's a grand earth shrine between the sun, Uranus and Jupiter, um, which is usually a really considered quite a lucky um, alignment. There are jumps in evolution and the earth physical world manifestation work is really um, blessed under these alignments. Um, and we will say always when it comes to manifestation work, do the work on the physical plane yep. and see what guides ancestors, universe, source, whatever you call it, how they show up for you. Um, we will also have Mercury in Virgo trining Saturn and Pluto and Capricorn, which is another really great alignment for manifestation. We'll have Mercury in Virgo opposing Neptune and Pisces, which really represents dreaming our thoughts into being. So with this Piscean energy, which is always like this yin, receptive, super flowy, it sort of represents sacred stillness, um, altered states of consciousness. Um, I want to talk about like, you know, interpretive dance and chanting, um, the <laughs> intangible shape-shifting, anything watery, unconditional love, <clears throat> source love, um, Piscean energy goes beyond polarity and knows that the ego is noise. Yep. Right. So like hold on to this energy. We need this presence of the, this yin, the mother energy. We need it because <clears throat> everything around us in the collective is highly, highly masculine, highly yang, um, fiery, dry, mean, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, so that's what we have for Astro. It's a lot. It's a lot, but I just, man, I really feel like this full moon is going to be a harbor in the tempest a little bit. Um, and I want to emphasize like the, the creative energy that lives in Piscean and Neptunian vibes, um, is really strong yeah. and you know n never a, never a better time to turn to your creative endeavors in order to make sense of the heartbreak and the challenges so oh bud thank you that was like really amazing so many awesome insights in all of that thank you baby yeah that shed a lot a lot of light on so so much so it was it was really great. Thank you. Of course, of course. What do you have going on with the Oracle? Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, as Al just um highlighted, the Mars retrograde is is a major transit that we are looking at here over the next five to six months. And so I did do something just a little bit different this time. And I, I pulled uh, an Oracle card for very specifically the Mars retrograde and then also one for the Pisces full moon. Um, so we're going to dive into that Mars retrograde one uh, first, which as Alex had said, it's coming up on September 9th. Um, we are working with the wild unknown archetypes deck and so if you have any, it's a fairly new deck and if you have any experience with it or if you can, you know, if you have the opportunity to work with it at all, uh, get your hands on it. It's really, really magical. Really, really great. Ken Kranz always does, does like such an amazing job. It's so, so gorgeous. Yeah, so it's, gorgeous. it's a beautiful, beautiful deck. So mm -hmm. 
in true cosmic irony, um, the, the, the card that we got for the Mars retrograde energy is the dead end. <laughs> it's like they left joking on it. I know. They're like, here you go. Um, <laughs> have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have, we are approaching the end of a chapter. And as I talk about this card and the energy that it holds around the Mars retrograde, I'd like all who are listening to consider this in, in the macro and in the, and the micro. So the, consider this at an individual level and through the collective. These times uh, really call for us to think beyond the sphere of our own lives, beyond the sphere of our own experiences. Um, and so just take those, take two, two different looks here as we go through this. Um, the book states in the description that the dead end is very much alive because it is a force that is literally stopping us in our tracks. And it is closing the door, closing the path that we thought was our way forward. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all kind of relate to that energy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, let's just take a, just take a moment and consider like actual instances in life when we've approached a dead end, you know, like, I'm not sure about everybody else, but I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's just me. Um, <laughs> depending on how much patience I have in that day. Uh, and I think that that frustration mostly comes from me thinking that I, I knew the right way to go, but in the end I'm getting like shut down. Mm-hmm. And, and forced to go another way. Yeah. Um, and this retrograde, this is most likely going to bring up many of those types of moments in our, into our atmosphere, you know, again, both individually and collectively. And something to remind ourselves of here is that trying to push, trying to coerce, trying to force our way through is not going to serve anyone. And like, why butt up against a dead end when there are other roads that will take you to where you're going Mm -hmm. and maybe trust that those roads are better off anyway. Yes. I said, trust. I said, I I said the T word. (laughs) Um, Whatever. I will always feel more comfortable with trust than surrender. Yeah, Which I guess they're the same fucking thing. I just like the word trust. I agree wholeheartedly, only because how many times can we hear like just surrender to the flow? I, whoever says that to me next, you're getting a swift punch in the face. <laughs> For real, I, I will a fucking surrender, but like, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> I fucking love you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Once again, we're visiting this idea slash truth that control is an illusion. Mm -hmm. And our resistance and our frustration are grasps at control. And like this is impractical and it's highly ineffective. Um, Know when to expend your energy and turn up the heat and know when to reserve your energy and rest up for a different day. And no one's going to be able to tell you, you have to be your own barometer on that. No one's going to be able to tell you, engage that for you. So getting grounded, getting into your body, trusting yourself and, and the things that are the signs around you is going to be really important for this transit. Um, And as Alex so eloquently put multiple times in her talk through the astro, 
you know, the element of courage is very present through all of this. Um, And we need to be courageous enough to let go. We need to be courageous enough to sacrifice things that once made us very comfortable. Okay. Um, We need to be courageous enough to speak up. We need to be courageous enough to find that new way, find that new road. Um, And I just, I want to remind everybody, like, find comfort in the fact that you're not alone on this journey. This energy is going to feel overwhelming and frustrating and isolating at times, but the world's chaos is not on any one person's shoulders. It's not any one person's responsibility. Like we're all in this evolution. We are certainly not in the same circumstances, Nope. but we are together nonetheless. Amen, girl. Um, I love that. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so pieces of advice here would be, you know, be humble. Slices of humble pie are going to be need to get dished out like on the fucking daily. (laughs) Um, We shouldn't make assumptions that we know exactly what's coming or that we have all the answers or that we know what's best. Um, You know, like open yourself as much as you can muster to the evolutionary process of change. Um, and we got we to gotta stop holding so tightly to what we perceive to be the right way. Um, this is going to be a learning process. And as we've said, again, you know, again, like we're going to fall down. We're going to stumble again individually and again as a society, as a collective, as a world. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to be courageous enough to get back up. Okay. Yeah. Um, a line from the book that I really appreciate for this card is don't fight with life itself. I love that. I know. It's, it's pretty perfect. Um, oh, wow. The dead end is here to reroute us. And we should see this as an intentional opportunity for expansion. Um, and, and, but it's, we have to hold ourselves accountable for that expansion. Uh, and like, let's, let's think about, let's think about change for a minute. Um, and like when we, the first time we tried to record this podcast episode, <laughs> um, I had, had say, started to say like, what if we started having reverence for change the way that we do for birth? Yes. And, and Alex uh, pointed out, she was like, I, I thought you were originally going to say like, what if we had reverence for change the way that we do for stability? And I love that. Because as you said, Al, like our society, our world really puts um, a positive emphasis on structure and stability and security uh, and, and not on change, not, Mm -hmm. not on the birthing process, not on the mother. Well, right. And it's that, um, it's that patriarchal lens, right. Yep. That tries to consistently deny that the only truth this reality holds is change. Yep. And, and work so hard to keep things the same, no matter how yeah. archaic and fucked up they are. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's time, it's time for us to look at change as birth. And if we treated it like the sacred passage, the sacred threshold that it is, we would be more tapped into wonderment and awe and respect 
And in doing so, like these obstacles, what we perceive as these big challenges, they become more of an exploration. They become more of a journey rather than like some daunting hurdle that we have to endure. Yeah. And I think that if we can do our best to, you know, yes, we're going to give way to moments of anger and, and projection and all of those things. But if we can come back to that knowing and give respect to change yeah. and recognizing that these are just major growing pains. Um, I think, I think that it will make this process a little bit more, you know, a little bit more easeful, a little bit more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like do some reflecting on moments in your life when you reached a dead end and you got rerouted, you know, where did you end up? What did you learn? Mm-hmm. Um, and let's treat these next five, six months of this transit as a sacred passage, as a birthing process. Uh, I think it will get us, I think it will get us far. Um, yeah. yeah. And let's see. All right. That was, that was my stuff on, on Mars retrograde. Love it. Thanks, bud. (laughs) Well done. Well done. (laughs) Uh, We're going to move over on into the card for the Pisces full moon. And in true Pisces form, we have got the Eros card and Mm -hmm. um, Eros was, the Greek god, uh, or or if, if if you're looking at Roman, it would be Cupid. Um, so what when what was Cupid doing, running around shooting people with love arrows and shit? Mm. Um, tricky little bastard. Tricky little bastard. Tricky little minx. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the theme of this card is intimacy, you know, and that's typically considered to be, you know, Eros is a little bit more sensual aspect of love, a little, maybe more sexual, maybe more romantic. Right. But I yeah. think I think it's important to, like, step out of the box on this and, like, consider intimacy and sensual connection within all the aspects of yourself and all the aspects of life. Yes. So, like, this isn't just pertaining, although it can pertain to, to your romantic relationships, it's not, you know, solely there. And mm-hmm. um, this is more so kind of reflecting on your dynamic with anything that you consider to be, like, separate from yourself. So uh, the union between matter and spirit. Uh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. That's hot. It's so hot. I just got turned <laughs> on. Um, we should take time reflecting about the concept of intimacy here. Like, what does it mean to you personally? What does intimacy mean? How do we, how do you practice it in your life? And like, I think some main themes here to draw out again, coming, circling back around, you know, would be vulnerability and courage. Like that's what makes up intimacy. Um, So like, where do we courageously step into intimacy and where do we hold back? And I don't think I want to put a lot of emphasis on like spiraling into, you know, if you find those areas where you are holding back an intimacy, let's not, don't spiral out into the why and how do I unearth everything. That's, it's not so much that this Pisces full moon isn't that energy. Save that shit for Scorpio season. Okay. Um, (laughs) um, This is more. We need some some juicy bits. Yeah. Yeah. This is more so um, just bearing witness to it. All right. And find maybe finding the areas where you do and and loving up on that. Um, Pisces energy of all of the Zodiac has the deepest knowing of unity consciousness. Yes. In its purest form. And, and in its wisest hour, Pisces knows that there is no separation. So like, how do we nurture that knowing? How do we, how do we nurture that unity consciousness? But, but, but here's my big, butt of, of, of everything I'm about to say, you can understand unity consciousness 
without preaching spiritually bypassing bullshit. Yeah. Okay. And I don't have the sound effect app anymore, but oh my God. It would be all the horns and applause. <laughs> Fucking yes, Mags. Yes. Carry on. Sorry. You're fine. You're fine. Um, you know, like as humans at our best, uh, we understand that every last one of us is a manifestation of source, of of God, of whatever you yeah. want to call it. And in that knowing we fight for every last one of us to be free for every one of us to be able to have a life that allows us to live out our divine expression and any denying that or any lack of accountability in this, that is not spirituality. That's not consciousness. It's fucking privilege. It's laziness. It's corrupt. It's the capitalist agenda and it's fucking dangerous. Yep. <laughs> ego oh. ego feeds those notions, not your soul. So, you know, and I and I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, fucking preach as if I don't ever have those moments. We all do. We're human beings, but this yeah. is what spirituality and consciousness is about. It's about finding those areas and being able to break out of them, break yourself free from those ideologies. We are here to, like Alex said, we got to fight the good fight. The time is now. The time is now. Mm-hmm. 2020 has flipped us on our head. What are we going to do with it? Learn how to fight upside down. Boom. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So major themes of advice here are for this Pisces full moon. Tap into your sensuality. Tap into your, where, where are your areas of joy, your intimacy, nurture those aspects of yourself. Um, bear witness to the beauty around you. There's a lot of, a lot of really ugly stuff going on, guys. We all know this, okay? Yeah. And, and joy and rest are acts of revolution. Yep. And, and if we, you know, Alex said to me earlier, you know, if, if, if they hold, if they get to hold our joy hostage, then they win. That was such a beautiful, eloquent way to put that. So mm-hmm. give yourself the room to rest, to tap into joy. And when I say rest, I don't mean lay down in bed with your phone open on Instagram and doom spiral. That's not rest. No, it's not rest. Put your phone away. Come back to the present moment. Find, figure out the areas that, that, of what you are grateful for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's soften our barriers. Let's be courageous with our heart, hardness, rigidity, overbearing structure. That's not going to serve us right now. Okay. So we have choices to make and the union of our body and spirit, that beautiful, beautiful access of Virgo and Pisces body and spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is our way through. I'm out. No, I just feel, I feel held and inspired by your words as i do you you. oh we love each other everybody we love each other (laughs) okay so wrapping up astrology and oracle i wanted to share um a bit of tony morrison's writing um and i'm only going to read about half of it but it's it's the intro to her book the source of self-regard, which is um, selected essays, speeches, and meditations from from the powerhouse that 
is Toni Morrison. Um, highly recommend going mm-hmm. out and buying this book from your local independent bookseller. Fuck Amazon. Don't buy shit from them. Word of Alex <laughs> and Max. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is a fucking creep. Done and done. <laughs> anyway, so the the title of this um, is called Peril. P E R I L. Um, and you know, Mags and I were prepping for this podcast, and we we're so excited and um, looking at all of this energy and really feeling like this Piscean vibe of of unity and creation. And, and I read this and I was like, Oh, here we go. This is exactly, exactly what needs to be said right now. Um, so I'm picking this up in the middle and I highly suggest you go, um, pick up a copy of this book and read it in full. And it's not very long. I mean, this is like about two pages of writing, but, um, I'll pick up here. I have been told that there are two human responses to the perception of chaos naming and violence. When the chaos is simply the unknown, the naming can be accomplished effortlessly. A new species, star formula equation prognosis. There is also mapping, charting, or devising proper nouns for unnamed or stripped of of names, geography, landscape, or population. When chaos resists, either by reforming itself or by rebelling against imposed order, Violence is understood to be the most frequent response and the most rational when confronting the unknown, the catastrophic, the wild, wanton, or incorrigible. Rational responses may become censure, incarceration and holding camps, prisons, or death singly or in war. There is, however, a third response to chaos, which I have not heard about, which is stillness. Such stillness can be passivity and dumbfoundedness, It can be paralytic fear, but it can also be art. Those writers plying their craft near to or far from the throne of raw power, of military power, of empire building and counting houses, writers who construct meaning in the face of chaos must be nurtured, protected. And it is right that such protection be initiated by other writers. And it is imperative not only to save the besieged writers, but to save ourselves. The thought that leads me to contemplate with dread the erasure of other voices, of unwritten novels, poems, whispered or swallowed for fear of being overheard by the wrong people, outlawed languages, flourishing underground, essayists questioning, or I'm sorry, essayists questions, challenging authority, never being posed, unstaged plays, canceled films. That thought is a nightmare. As though a whole universe is being described in invisible ink. Certain kinds of trauma visited on peoples are so deep, so cruel that unlike money, unlike vengeance, and even unlike justice or rights or the goodwill of others, only writers can translate such trauma and turn sorrow into meaning, sharpening the moral imagination. A writer's life and work are not a gift to mankind. They are its necessity. And there we have... The Pisces full moon. Mm. Beautifully, beautifully, uh, and perhaps unintentionally uh, exposed here by Toni Morrison. Again, the book is The Source of Self-Regard. It's so, so good. So spot on. So spot on. It's, um, I believe, 
Vintage Books, Vintage International is the publishing company if you need to look them up. So um, before we go, we always do a little check-in or answer a question from our community. And I just want to say here, like, slide into our DMs on Instagram. If you have any <laughs> astrology or Oracle, um, any anything that's like, what's going on with this? And why am I feeling this way? Send us a question. We love, we love hearing from you guys. We love talking about this shit. Um, so we are North Country Sunday Revival on Instagram. All lowercase, all one word. Follow us. Check us out. Share us with your friends. Um, mm-hmm. But we were going to talk about sort of like moments of, of courage yeah. that we sort of had both um, felt ourselves moving through um, or moments of a lack of courage yeah. <laughs> that we felt ourselves um, really learning from. Um, so I guess Mags, like anything that comes to mind for you? Um, yeah. I mean, so much, so much. I think, you know, 2020 has demanded courage on a lot of left levels for for most of uh, maybe all of us yeah um, whether it's you know going out for the first time with your mask on and and you know mustering up any courage you can to go into public spaces for the first time or um having really really uh challenging uh conversations with loved ones or maybe even complete strangers about black lives matter um you know, there's definitely that's that's been the heart of I think so far this year, mm-hmm. uh, and definitely had moments of courage of going to those tougher spaces with the people that I love and and having uh, some really important conversations and unlearning and unraveling um, internalized bias, you know, yeah. internalized white supremacy. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and, and doing that work within myself too, you know, um, being, you know, wanting, it's not even like the wanting, but it's like knowing that it's beyond necessary to go inward and unearth these ugly spots within yourself in yeah. order to truly be a part of this fight and truly be of service, um, and so finding my courage in those spaces, for sure. Uh, I think the, the spots where I haven't been courageous, you know, have been moments where I did let my anger get the best of me. Um, you know, a couple of conversations come to mind with my, <laughs> with my dad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, shout out to my pops because he, he's, he's doing a lot of work, too. I mean, um, yeah. he's... He's even been stopping the dudes that he works with, and anytime they say something that's ignorant, uh, ignorant, he's been stopping them in their tracks and going, "Not here, and not in front of me. You won't say it." And so, and I know that part of that evolution for him came from, you know, mine and DJ's courage to step into conversation with him. So, you know, yeah. the change, the change is a bit tangible in those ways, and that feels really good. Um, but there were moments where, you know, I absolutely lost my temper with him um and I could have showed up a little bit better but that's part of that's part of this that's part of this process right yeah for sure and and learning those areas of myself um and then you know another thing that comes to mind is like um bearing witness to 
my dear, dear women and friends that I hold so close in my heart, bearing witness to like their, the expansiveness that they're going through um, in, within the realms of like love and, and romance and mm-hmm. noticing moments where um, maybe I showed up short-sighted or, or just, just seeing their expansiveness and, and feeling my own um, contractedness. <laughs> you know um yeah. and and same same with uh with my brother he's been a beautiful example of that as well this summer so um not you know recognizing the areas where I don't I have not had courage in in that in that way and in that space and for a long time and and holding really tightly to my traumas around it and wanting to identify with that more than with my own change and my own growth um so using those moments of of contracting inward as as lessons um, and, and looking at the beautiful women in my life and their strong, courageous hearts and, and using that as inspiration to nudge me forward in that way instead of, you know, being staying in fear. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'd say that that's, that's been, I mean, there's so much, I mean, it could go on forever, but like, those are the big, those are the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of you, bud. Thanks, buddy. What you got? Oh, wow. I mean, I honestly can say that I'm, I share, I want, I want to just like echo a lot of those examples and sort of, I I liked the way you did sort of this retrospective of like at first, you know, this, this courage that was called on us at the early start of the pandemic and, um, you know, how to step up and protect your fellow human beings and how do you do that you wear a mask in public and you social distance and um and it's interesting because i started quarantine in the up and i moved in the middle of quarantine downstate and i will say that people in the up were granted there's far less of you (laughs) (laughs) but uh, people in the UP were so much more considerate and polite at the start of pandemic and quarantine than were people in northern Oakland County, um, where I am living right now. And this is Trump country, and it grosses me out. Yeah. And um, I will, you know, I had to call on my courage one day while I was working Um as a massage therapist and hold somebody accountable for wearing some bullshit mask that was like basically just like screen like mesh over their face and I was like so is that effective (laughs) you know and my coworkers had their jaws on the floor and were staring at me and I was just like absolutely not I'm not putting up with this yeah you can you can use an effective mask or you can leave yep you know and, and that crazy crazy to me that that I had to call on courage to ask somebody else to be considerate to give a shit to give a shit about other people and that's you know the uh politi- like the way everything has been politicized and it's just in, in insane insane on that but that that first you know that first moment um and I will say that it took um, honestly, a lot of courage and a lot of courageous conversations with my family when you and I decided to go to a march in Detroit. Yeah. There were a lot of discussions about that. 
within my family. And I, um, not that it like took any ounce of convincing on our parts to show up for that. But I think my, my family was like, it's dangerous. And then I had to have that conversation with them about like, not for me, it's not, I'm a white girl. Yeah. Like I will stand in between black folks and police and act as a barrier. Yep. And I mean, I can say it's not dangerous because I'm a white girl, but we just saw two white people shot by that person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his written house, I think it was his last name, um, who went up to Kenosha. You know what I mean? Like it's, yep. none of this is safe for anybody, is but it's safer to be a white person in in front of a cop than it, you know, it's much safer to be a white person in front of a cop. And so I mean, a lot of those courageous conversations around like quelling my family's fears and just being like, well, regardless, I'm, I'm going to go anyway. So you're just going to have to, you're yeah. going to have to deal with the fact that I'm an adult and this is my decision and this is how I show up. And um, I would absolutely say there were a lot of moments when, you know, I mean, as we're, we're part of this, as Rachel Cargill coined it, like the great unlearn, um, which is the work of white folks to unlearn um, their internalized white supremacy. Um, you know, it does, it takes a lot of courage to do that work. It takes a lot of um, holding acceptance for yourself while you are staring directly at some of the ugliest bits of you. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, absolutely takes a lot of courage and there have been days where I'm like I don't have the courage to do it today yeah and I don't love that but I know that it's okay and I know that it's part of the process um you know I felt myself being courageous in some of my um my personal relationships um friendships that had you know maybe existed for a long time and we had never discussed these sort of things and and just providing that that brave space for people for for friends to open up about all of this and how they feel and you know I think that's been that's been really important um yeah but yeah that's kind of where I am right now (laughs) well thank you for sharing that yeah always <laughs> always so i think we are at the end of our pisces full moon episode and um don't forget check out the pisces full moon playlist it will be um available to you at the link in our bio our link tree um yeah. it's so fucking good so good (laughs) it is so good i'm gonna listen to it when i get back in my car Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and we're um we're just so excited to be back for season two mags thanks for doing another season with me um thanks for doing (laughs) another season with me hell yeah i just think you're a goddamn dreamboat and i adore you (laughs) and um, ditto my bud oh and we'll see all of y'all back here for the virgo new moon september 17th which teaser will be 
um, parts of it anyway, right, will be recorded while we're on our road trip up to the UP. We're, we're living that camping life. We are. We're going to be smelly. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so awesome. It's really probably just, we're both probably just going to smell like patchouli and wood smoke. <laughs> 100%. Which is to I'm fucking cool with both of those. Um a nice cool. well, musk. Thanks. Yeah, nice nice youper musk. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> All right, well thank you everybody as always for um for for listening and and hanging out with us for these chats and um we love the shit out of you. <laughs>